Okay. Deedle 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 I. What weird version of Fiddler is this? <laughs> the white one. <laughs> this is also how I feel. Uh, I'm Lillian Bustle. I'm Jen Ponton. Welcome for another fucking episode of All the Fucks. Another fucking episode. My hey, hey, guess what? By the time this airs, guess what? Guess what? It's going to be December. Whoa. Oh my god. What are we going to do when it's been a year? Are we all going to have one giant, very sarcastic, like, birthday party? Wouldn't that be kind of great? On, like, March 14th. Yeah, <laughs> oh yes. The most ironic, like, everybody fucking order your cake from drunk bakers or something. <laughs> or, like, you know, milk bakery. Or what's the, um, what's that, what's that good place that milk? Hmm. Here? Uh-oh. Bread and Spoon. No, not in Jersey City. In, um, in, in the city. Milk bar. Milk bar! Get your oh. milk bar cake! <laughs> Oh my god, I bought I bought a milkshake from that place one time and I swear to you, it was like first of all it was $9. Second of all it was like a third of the size of a milkshake you would expect to pay $9 for. Oh um, and, no. And then uh and then it was so fucking sweet I could only get through like half of it. And I know that that sounds like a crazy thing to say when you sign up for a milkshake. No, but I even know what you still mean. Where I was like, is there actual, like, chunks of sugar in here that's mm-hmm. dissolving my gums while I'm eating it? Like, what's that? Yeah. Nobody wants that. That's crazy. No. It, Apparently it some people enough. do. <laughs> oh. I was so excited. I wanted to get a milk bar cake delivered for my birthday um, because they do make their signature cake. Uh, in a gluten-free version, but it was still uh, so early into quarantine that people were like, I can order cakes by delivery, and mm-hmm. and they didn't have any. Right. So I'm going, maybe maybe for my quarantine birthday, maybe <laughs> for all our quarantine birthdays. Oh, God, we make it. Um, so I just, I ordered a couple more lipsticks from Lime Crime, and I ordered three dresses from Retrolicious, one of which looks like it's the same cut as the galaxy dress, and it's called Hearts and Thunderbolts, oh. um, and it's super cute. It's like black with red, dark red hearts and thunderbolts. Um, Seems cute. Uh, another one is called bom- the Bombshell Dress in Spruce Green, which I didn't like on the thin model, but when I saw it on the bigger model, it has ruching exactly where I like it, like an Empire Waist. I can't call it an Empire Waist. I know it's what it's supposed to be, but I can't. Nobody it says that, though. So snotty. An Empire Waist... <laughs> And, like, not even cap sleeves, but it just comes out to the shoulders. Um, And then, like, a little bow around the neck. It's super cute and stretchy looking. And then the festive skater dress number times... uh, No, that's how many I ordered. The festive skater dress. (laughs) Which, it's black with, like, Christmassy shit on it, so... Yay! I figured since we aren't aren't going anywhere for Christmas, I may at least have something cute to wear. Yeah, right? I mean, my God... I, the, more excitingly, I after all of this and after me uh, 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 figuring out what I want for more wardrobe, I was like, let me clean out more shit. So I just spent like hours in my closet finding shit that I was like, uh, I like this. I don't love it. I yeah, I, uh, I definitely need to do a big purge. I have some things that I have just had for a while that I wanted to, I still want to sell, but... 
it's a pain in the butt, man. <laughs> it is a pain in the butt. Yes, it is. It's a pain in the ass. In fact, what I'm like, uh, what I'm, <laughs> what's the word? Uh-oh. I have such turkey brain right now, dude. <laughs> um, what I am, what's the word? It starts with a P when you don't want to do something. Procrastinate. Procrastination. What I'm procrastinating on <laughs> is, um, is like doing the pictures of every single item. Yeah, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. Yikes. Barf. It does. I am not looking forward to that. But once it's all up, I can just chill the fuck out. Nice. And, and get them out of my closet so I can buy more fucking velvet jumpsuits, I guess. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Mm-hmm. This is all the fucks. What happens on all the fucks, Lillian? Uh, on all the fucks, we, um, we bear our souls in the most... It's beyond like the birthday suit of our souls. It's sort of oh, like God. the inside the out of our souls. The unbirthday suits. <laughs> yeah. The day the day our souls crawled back up inside us. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> right back. Whoop. Um I think I told you this. I I I'm pretty sure I told you this, but I can't mm. exactly remember. Um, so, uh... I'll tell you the, if you're boring me. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> the, the, when I had, I had my fun, super fun Zoom party with my forensics friends. It yeah. was great. It was wonderful. It was Yay. so delightful. Yay. So, so special. And, um, the next day I had acting class and we did, like, the woman who was leading it, because we're switching... Uh, we're switching instructors every week. Mm-hmm. The woman who was leading it is also a major yoga practitioner. And she was the shit, by the way. Great. I don't think I've ever had a better yoga instruction than with her. Nice. Like, she was awesome. Cool. And we did a lot of heart-opening stuff. Mm. And she gave us some some prompt to, like, think about think about a time when you were truly, truly happy. And I was just, like, already there. And so I mentally went there, and I'm just, like, in this heart-opening position on the floor. There are tears streaming down my face, and I'm, like, hiccup-sobbing, but I'm also smiling really hard. It was the perfect, like, absolute happy tears, just, like, crushed with joy. I was fucking crushed with joy. And it was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, this is not the last time I was happy, but I'm so here right now. It yeah. was just, it was so perfect. Good, so, good. So, yeah, th- there's my fucking unbirthday suit. That's, yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that little butt flap open and flapping. That's right. <laughs> Usually some, like, bunny slippers on the bottom just, mm. you know, add some cuteness before you get to the nightmare that is <laughs> the rest of the suit. <laughs> oh, we tell stories of vulnerability. We tell stories that are cringy. We tell stories that make us laugh, and we hope that they make you laugh. Stories that we otherwise would not tell anyone else. But, <laughs> but for some reason decided <laughs> to tell everyone else. <laughs> Through the filter of telling each other, because somehow that feels so much safer. Exactly. Oh, crying out, crying out loud. Criminy. Ah. Uh. Um. So 
we got to play a game a couple of weeks ago, if you guys listened to a few episodes back. Uh, our friends over at Mortified, which is a podcast and documentary and live series, live event series. Um, Mortified basically uh, takes your adolescent journals and writings and curates them into a live performance that's touching and very funny and ridiculous and so <laughs> relatable. And Mortified shows are my favorite things ever. Like, if heaven is truly a place that is custom that is customized to your particular soul. <laughs> My customized version of heaven is absolutely just everyone's dad's basement. Walls are covered in fucking wood paneling. There's Bennington pine furniture everywhere covered in that like fucking country velour. <laughs> and inside there is a mortified show that goes on for all eternity. Oh my, so Bennington Pine, I just looked up. It looks like the kind of thing that you would see at a Cracker Barrel displaying like the candy sticks and stuff. Yes. Like the trim that's on it is all, wow, that's super specific and I love it. (laughs) It's like all wavy. Yeah, it's country cottage groovy. That's right. That's right. And I'm specifically thinking of it in like the really dark finish. Oh yeah, I mean it looks like that's all what my that's what my parents dark. said. <laughs> <laughs> that's my heaven. What's your heaven? Uh, I think that my heaven is probably uh, like a thousand down comforters, but somehow you can also walk on them, and just covered in kittens. Yes. Just kittens everywhere. <laughs> Just tons of kittens. And, but somebody else takes care of their poop. <laughs> I feel like maybe, hold on. Can't we say maybe in your heaven, kittens don't shit on the bed? <laughs> like maybe yes. that's just the rule. Well, the whole thing is the bed. So. <laughs> All right. So these are just poopless kittens. Poopless kittens. We They're finally angels. have kittens. Yes, exactly. <laughs> They have little wings. They can fly on over to a litter box cloud. I love that even in your greatest fantasy, like, kittens were problematic enough. Uh, I feel like if you aim low, then you're always pleasantly surprised, right? That is not wrong. (laughs) Not wrong at all. I don't want to get too grabby. (laughs) Now hold on a minute. This is heaven we're talking about. Listen, I told I told you that I quit BetterHelp, so <laughs> working out oh some God. things on my own. Girl, did I tell you I really like my therapist? That yes, I finally I'm got. Yes, I'm so glad. Oh my God, I'm so she glad. Great. Oh my God, it took forever. And literally within the first like ten seconds of actually talking to her, I was mm. like, I'm so glad this happened. And do you know what she fucking said to me? Hmm. She go, like, she, she was, I was like, tell me a little about yourself. And she was blah, 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 blah. She's a little older than me. She might be early 40s, mid 40s. And she was like, and I'm starting to get into body positivity. And I'm like, if you need some resources, I realize I am paying you, but I am happy to provide you with whatever you could possibly need. Oh, that's great. To embody your shit. Mm-hmm. That's Yay. Awesome. I know. I'm so excited. Good good, choice, Jennifer. Yay. Yay. Superb. 
why are we talking about heaven? Because this is a game from Mortified called I Can't Believe I Did That. The game that gives you points for sharing awkward, awesome, and unforgettable memories. Obviously, Lillian and I are not playing for points. We're playing for friendship. So here's how it works. We're only doing that because Jen won't give me any points. My little Capricorn, do you just want to, like, preemptively win? Because I can do that. That's fine. (laughs) Fuck you. I never want to preemptively win anything. Fuck you. Fuck you. I need to earn my shit. (laughs) How dare you? I would win anyway. I don't need no handouts. Exactly. Who are you talking to? Oh, my God. (sighs) All right. Here's how we play the game. There are two kinds of cards. There's a verb card and a noun card, essentially. And we play the verb card, and the noun card allows us to tell our specific kind of story. So usually I give Lillian the choice between two nouns, but we're going to play these separately because they're too good, and I'm pretty sure we've got them. Right on. So... The verb card is kissing. Okay. A story about a kiss, whether it's getting caught or feeling jealous or super awkward kiss or a fantasy kiss that you were always wishing for. And the noun card is teacher. (laughs) A teacher, a mentor, Uh a, a, a fantasy teacher, the worst teacher of all time. Wow, I mean, I have the story of how I didn't kiss the teacher. Um, um, I can start. I don't think I've ever told you this one. I, can I tell somebody? I'm going to tell somebody else's story. Yes. It is possible that I've told this on here, but it's possible that I've told just you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, so in high school when they did picture day, Uh, It was basically like you, there was a schedule posted somewhere or they were doing announcements or something on the hour and you would just go and sit in the auditorium for like a half an hour and then when they called up your specific club, you would go and Mm -hmm. get your picture taken. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you were smart, you would just stay in the auditorium all day because nobody was checking. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, and also, I was in like a shit ton of clubs and and activities and stuff. So, so it literally I was usually was an all day thing, right? Anyway. So I was hanging out in there. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was either that or when we were getting um, senior pictures taken. But I think it was the other one. Um, <laughs> and I I ran into this girl who I had been friendly with since seventh grade, but we weren't buddies. Like, um, she was very eccentric and wore really. Um, awesome out there clothes she wore stuff that she got in trouble for at school all the time like she was she wore a velour jumpsuit to school in like eighth grade and they were like whoa 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 she can't do that she's got boobs and she was like i'm sorry there's nothing in the in in anything that says i can't wear this like she was always just kicking ass on the cutting edge of fashion real groovy kind of new agey she, like, out of nowhere confides to me that she had been uh, in a relationship with our student teacher in eighth or ninth grade. I think it was eighth grade. 
which again she romanticized. Uh, I think that he need it was his practicum, Mm. so he was not that much older than all of us in the grand scheme of ever. However, she was probably thirteen. Yeah, yeah, and she they that went on for years apparently. Oh my god. And of course we know that that is child abuse now. Mhm. But boy, and unquestionably she was, rape. Yeah, she was just like, "Oh, I miss him." And I was like, "Oh my god, I don't Oh I, my god. I have never had a deep conversation with you about anything and this is what you're telling me." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't There's is there any point in me saying anything to anybody? Like I don't I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Understandably. I mean, what the fuck do you do at that juncture, right? (sighs) I have a a way more innocent one. Okay. Um, A way less upsetting one. I think that was also the last time I ever talked to her, so. Oh, my God. (laughs) The first and last, girl. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Basically her being like, can I sit with you at lunch? And just (laughs) like... (laughs) That's kind of I was banging the guy that was 10 years older than me, but I did not realize that he was taking advantage of me. I know. Oh, God. And have you seen 13-year-olds? They are like kids, kids. She was very womanly at a very young age, but that doesn't mean anything about anything. Like, she yeah. she definitely looked older, but he fucking knew how old she was, because he was her goddamn teacher. So she's in eighth grade. Come on, sir. Oh, Wherever God. you are. Um, no, mine is way less upsetting. So, uh, had I had, I, I had not really had a crush on a teacher before this moment. Um, I, in high school, <clears throat> in high school, I had a music theory teacher who was only eight years older. So I was 17. Mm-hmm. He was 25, which okay. is V dangerous. Do not put a 25-year-old boy, as you and I well know, mm-hmm. in charge of 17 and 18-year-olds. But he was lovely. And I already had a crush on him because he already was like, he did summer youth theater. So I would see him over the summers. And mm-hmm. I was like, who is that? <laughs> and, and he was so sweet and lovely and a Pisces and... And, and I was excellent at theory, and he really liked me. And I knew that he was also on and off with a young woman who was only a little bit older than me, like maybe two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very exciting to me, and he became my absolute just constant daydream hmm. all the time. All the time. And, like, it didn't help that my parents were only eight years apart. So I was really doing math <laughs> often in my head. And I was like, well, of course this makes sense. My parents were eight years apart, too. That's funny. Right? Like, very doable. Especially the older you get. Mm-hmm. The older you get, it really just doesn't fucking matter. But it also kind of didn't even matter to me going on 18. Mm-hmm. Although, of course, obviously in practice that would have been very uncomfortable. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um... 
oh god I had such a crush on him and there was one so I took music theory with him for the whole year like I did set I did two semesters I was with him constantly and just like pining and all of our friend all of my friends knew and there was um at the end of senior year there was one time there was like a I don't know like a baccalaureate or something there was some Uh kind of acknowledgement honors acknowledgement for the seniors sure and so I sang or whatever or I received an award or something and at the end of it we were all like all the music and theater kids were in the auditorium and and he came up to me and he's like hey hey come outside with me for a second and I was like, it's happening. Oh, my God. I mean, in hindsight, great that it didn't happen. Right. Um, because good on him for not being a fucking felon. However, <laughs> <clears throat> he, he and I walk outside, and, he, and he's en route to his car. So he's like, come and walk with me while I go to my car. Mm-hmm. Not in a creepy mm-hmm. way. But uh, he was like, I just want you to know how fucking proud of you I am. You're amazing. You're going to be awesome. And it has been such a pleasure. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I wrote about it at length in my diary. Oh, my God. At length. I fucking floated back to my own car. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, But here's the best part. Here's the best part. So... I'm just, like, madly falling for this man the entirety of my senior year. And at one point, my dad meets him, probably at, like, a concert or something. And I'm like, guys, this is – I won't say his name. Guys, this is so-and-so. And and he's like, hi, so-and-so, mix-so-or-so-or-son. And my dad's <laughs> like, wait a second. Are you related to the to these mix-so-or-so-or-sons? And he goes, yeah, he's my cousin. My music theory teacher mm-hmm. was my dad's best friend's cousin, <laughs> baby cousin. Wow. Mm-hmm. The world is very small. <laughs> uh, and like a little bit incesty because that family was absolutely my dad's family. You know, oh, like he was man. there constantly. Jackie's parents were his parents. Like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> There, there it is. He's still lovely, and he still likes my posts. So there you are. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's my that's my kiss that didn't happen. Yay. However, however, um, I have another one to pull, and it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. Where the fuck did it go? Where did it go? Hmm. Did I lose it? What the fuck? I pulled two cards. One of them was crushes. Where did you go? <laughs> fuck you, man. That's what... <laughs> you got gremlins. Ah, here it is, here it is. <laughs> I totally have gremlins. Um, okay, so um, we're going to keep the kissing card with crush. A secret admirer, a celebrity, a love note, competing with a peer, anything relating to a kiss with a crush. Hmm. I'm trying to really think because I had a bunch of 
random, like, I kissed people at parties a bunch. And I'm trying, and a lot of it never went anywhere, but I'm trying to figure out if I can remember any of that because I, I made everything such a big deal in my head. Oh, girl. <laughs> Same. I mean, well, and this is a bummer because I can't remember the actual kiss, but the um, that guy Joseph that I worked with at Colonial Williamsburg, who was the first person who I was like, I believe he is flirting with me. I yes. will flirt back and be really obvious about it, and then we are hooking up instead of, like, something accidental happens or something weird and awkward stupid happens. <laughs> or, like, I didn't know the person liked me, and then they kissed me, and then I was like, oh, I don't want that. <laughs> but I but I still kissed him anyway. Um <laughs> They like me? They like someone likes me? Um uh, uh uh Yeah, so Joseph and I were we were sharing the same break room even though he was a, a costume interpreter for the actual Capitol building at Colonial Williamsburg and we just had our break room there. Um we had like a dressing room upstairs and a break room downstairs and we did all of our performance with the Playbooth Theater outside. Um, God, I was so spoiled for jobs when I was growing up. I had oh, man. nothing but cool jobs until I moved to New York. And then I had, mm-hmm. oh my, wow, what a smack in the face reality can be. Um, I mean, I don't want you to go anywhere, but maybe the lesson is go back to Florida. <laughs> no, no. my. I mean, the coolest jobs were in Virginia when I worked for the Shakespeare Festival and Bush Gardens and... Uh, Colonial Williamsburg, like, I, I don't think I would want to work any of those places now, but at the time, it was the the best of the best. Oh, um, shit. But yeah, I remember, uh, uh, and it's, I don't even care if I've told this story before. We were flirting and talking, and like, I had a Tamagotchi at the time, and he was playing with the Tamagotchi, and uh, a bunch of people were like, oh, let's all go out to... Um, Oh, man, I can't remember. A place that was kind of like uh, Ruby Tuesdays. And 2nd Street. We were all going to go out to 2nd Street after work. And then everybody bailed um, except for him and me. And I was like, <laughs> um, So I asked him if it was okay if he could give me a ride home because I didn't have a car. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. So we went and hung out. And I think we were at the dinner table when I don't remember what exactly this setup was, but he joked about something about making out. And I was like, oh, really? That's a shame because I, I think you really should kiss me. And he was like, oh, basically like, check. Um, <laughs> and then uh, when he, there was, I mean, so much wonderful tension in the car on the way home. Oh, God. That I really miss that where you're like, this is absolutely gonna happen, Duh, and you're like, you're like, does my mouth smell bad? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> what's happening with anything? Do I have shit in my teeth? Um, is my nose running? Like, what's gonna? Uh, um, and again, we lived on three acres of land, so when you drove down our driveway, um, uh, you if you parked far enough away from the house, nobody could see that your car was even there. Uh, and so he didn't park very close to the house and he was like, well, here we are. And then we just pounced on each other and it was great. 
Um, yes. And I don't, it's so weird. We didn't, it must have been at the end of the season. I don't feel like we worked together a whole lot after that. Because all we did was basically like mess around in his car. We didn't, he was living, right. He was like in his late 20s and he had moved back home and was living with his parents. So he didn't have anywhere to go. I wasn't having people in my house. So, womp womp. Um, <laughs> yeah, lots of making out on docks with that one. But I don't, he was definitely a good kisser, but I don't remember what the first kiss was like at all. I bet it's in one of my journals somewhere. I bet I can find it. Yeah, of course you can. Mm, I need to start journaling again. Um, all right, hit me. This is a kiss that didn't happen. Ooh. This is a kiss that fucking should have happened. Mm. Uh, so, basically, there was a, a point in time when I was in high school when I was deeply, deeply, um, enamored of, of a boy, and he and I were very close, very close. We saw each other, con- we were together constantly, and, um, and I thought it was, like, the, the attraction was there and it was definitely mutual and he also made no qualms about like can I take you out tonight Mm -hmm. okay I will come pick you up blah 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 and so I was just like marinating Mm -hmm. in in like the feelings of like first courtship and I was fucking bananas about him and um not literally (laughs) and uh (laughs) And, and everything was kind of building up to the days that uh, surrounded Christmas. So mm-hmm. we were getting more and more and more time off. And more and more time off meant more half days where, like, I could just go do whatever oh, with him. Oh, God, half days were the best. Uh-huh. And we could hang out with our mutual friends or we could just hang out together. Or we could just go joyriding. And he would drive me around in his car. It was my 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 mind and heart could not even handle the oh. happiness of all of it and um and and he began coming over to my house on his own and not in our friend group and he was like we should watch some movies let's go to the video store and pick ah. up some movies and i was like okay and so um the best part, the best part about being me as a teenager was that my parents were in bed by nine o'clock every fucking night. Oh man, you could no do exceptions. You wow, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, <laughs> and I mean I did. And it's my parents to my parents' benefit that I didn't really want to do anything dangerous. Right. But, um, no, they were fucking uh, gone and asleep by nine nine thirty and. Huh. I lived in an expanded ranch, so they were on one side of the house and I was on the other. And so he would come over with like a stack of VHS movies and we would just snuggle on the couch and like in all manner of of snoogling positions and nothing had happened yet mm-hmm. except this ridiculous magnetic pull. Oh my God, when you can like... It does feel like static electricity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm certain that if I I had put small things in the air, they would have immediately gone into orbit. Like, (laughs) it was that strong. It was that palpable. And because it was wintertime, because it was around Christmas, uh, we were getting a lot of snow. And at one point in the evening, it was late. 
it was like midnight. Uh, we were done watching whatever movies, and he was like, let's go out and play in the snow. And so we went into my yard, and there was like a full moon, so we're just like fucking covered in moonlight <sighs> and starlight, and there's snow everywhere, and I am losing my mind with joy. <laughs> and he runs my name in the snow. <laughs> and he and he gets all uh and you know he gets all like red and um and and blushy in the cold and um and he's getting really really close with me mm-hmm. and we like almost do several times and eventually he's like oh it's getting late i should probably go home and i was like oh and so we go back to the house <clears throat> after who knows how long outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets his stuff and he's on the doorstep and he gets really close to my face and he kisses me on the cheek really softly. And he's like, I'll see you soon. And um, things were really, really, really good for a short time thereafter. And then he started thinking about somebody else and it became a huge, huge heartache to me. But Hmm. knowing that it wasn't going to, I mean, I thought we were going to get to that point and we never did. But if I could go back in time, knowing that it was about to be over, I would have made the fuck out with him. Yeah, of course. All night in that fucking cemetery under the moon and stars in the snow. Are you goddamn kidding me? For real. Yeah. So that... Was the kiss that didn't happen, but it one million percent should have. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh man, stuff like that when you're a kid, it's gone so quickly. Like it's oh. it's as though <clears throat> there has to be this specific recipe of things for it to be okay for both people. It's it's so. Oh. I didn't understand what was happening. I really didn't, and it and it dissipated very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, all it really took was a little while for him to get reacquainted with someone else for him to be like, oh, now I don't know who I want to be with. And I was like, mm. if you don't know you want to be with me, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Oh, we just played that wrong, but it's mm. okay. So I, um, I pulled two of the same cards, kissing and crush and teacher were all the same kind of card. Technically... It's moment cards and oh. uh, and memory cards. But that's okay. What? I mean, well, those are still good stories. Jen, that means you lose. Is what I it's... lose! You rightfully <laughs> win. Look at you owning and earning your win. Yes. Conqueror. Oh, God. <laughs> you Viking princess. <laughs> oh. Me. I mean, you told this story, but I loved it. Um, the cards that I just, I, I'll, I'll do it like we were doing before. Okay. Hmm. A moment when you were such a slob with the memory cards of a classmate or a pet. So something regarding pets that made you a slob or something regarding a classmate. Yeah, that I'll, made you a I'll slob. tell a... Uh, 
Well, I think this is more just like a classroom, but I do remember my um, uh, a classmate being absolutely horrified about it. Uh, we used to have those desks with the cubbies, right? Yes. Yep, um, yep, yep. So you would sit on it, and underneath it, you could store stuff in it. And um, there was never enough room for anything because you were supposed to have a notebook for every subject, and then you had a book for every subject. Like, where do they go? Um, and again, I didn't have any executive function skills when it came to, like, this is how you organize things, and this is when you throw things away. Literally nobody had my back. In sixth grade, they did a thing where they made us all get the same type of binder and showed us how to organize things, and I was like, where has this been this whole time? Come on. <laughs> Come on. But oh. then, by then, it was almost too late for me. They were like, but you have to do it like this now. And I was like, I don't think I can. Um <laughs> But this was in second or third grade. Uh, I think it was third because I remember all of the mazes that that boy made me on graph paper that I was keeping. <laughs> um, who I also had a crush on. And uh, we were, I think I was looking for a permission slip that I hadn't brought home. And my teacher was real annoyed with me. And so she made me sit and like empty out my desk. Oh, and it, no. It was such a fucking mess. And everybody was just like, what's going on with you? Oh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, she saw that I did not have my shit together. And she helped me a little bit. But um, I don't think I ever found the... I probably gave my mom <laughs> that stupid thing. And she just never gave it back to me. No, oh, right. That is the like the most likely scenario. But I would always look at other people's cubbies, especially, you know, like the girls who drew balloons over their eyes and stuff like that. Not their mm-hmm. eyeballs, their eyes when they were writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was so envious of those balloon eyeball girls. Um, and yet now it's what I have implemented in our design. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Uh, Full fucking circle moment. Yeah, I was a slob everywhere, though. Like, I didn't want that to be my life, but I didn't understand that you just don't really need to be surrounded by stuff all the time. Right. You had no modeling for anything Mm -mm. else. Yeah, it wasn't even an option. I have a weird one. So I wouldn't necessarily call this slobby. I sort of... um, uh, but it was definitely being perceived as a slob, mm. which is shitty and fat phobic. I understand course. that. I understand that. Right? So um, I <laughs> I took dance at a moment where I, I was right on the cusp of adolescence. And so my body was turning from like roly-poly child into roly-poly teenager. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like... I was not an early developer. I was not a girl who was in bras early. Mm-hmm. I was not a girl who had her period early. I I was, I mean, kind of like textbook typical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I was still... I was... And I was like an A cup my freshman year. And by junior year, I was a double D. Wow. So... I, I, I got a lot of hormones shot into me very quickly. Wow. Essentially. Um, but I took dance in those years. And as 
I was already grappling with all of the fat phobia that I had in my life, both internal and externally, um, and my eating disorder and punitive exercise. Now it was like, be in fucking shiny spandex, mm-hmm. moving your body around a bunch of bodies that don't look like yours, which feels so awful. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's there's no way to elocute how badly that feels when you grow up in an environment that does not reflect the value of fat bodies to you at all. This is not my TED Talk. Well, it is my <laughs> TED Talk, but this podcast is not my TED Talk. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so, um, and of course, I was in a dance class full of also typically developing uniformly skinny girls. Uniformly. So everybody looked so small and lithe and delicate in their unitards and their tights. And I was just like profoundly aware of my belly. And as I got a little older, because I danced, I think, until I was a sophomore in high school. And then I was like, we're, I'm not subjecting myself to this anymore. <laughs> um, but as like, I, uh, my, it was a problem for me to have boobs and dance and not like from my instructor. My instructor was never unkind to me, never shamed me at all. She was lovely. Um, and she never treated me differently. Um, she might've been a little gentler with me mm-hmm. knowing the inherent politics of the group, but, um, she was never unkind. However, her daughter was a piece of shit. Mm. And her daughter, while being a very good dancer, um, was enjoying a newfound popularity at school. She was very pretty, of course. Um, and realizing that she could play power dynamics to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh my God, I'm like going around it all. Anyway, so the point is not about early developing. The point is that I was already... Um, like a pariah in dance class, even though I was very good and I loved dancing. Um, I, I was quite good at it and being there was stressful and frustrating Mm. and it only got more so when in my sophomore year of high school, I got really into like novelty socks. (laughs) Novelty socks. Dork. From like the Deb or Spencer's, or the dollar store. Uh-huh. Because novelty socks were cute as hell, and me and Gabby wore them all the time. Uh-huh. And, like, it was the thing. Oh, they but ripped your feet up, though. They ripped your feet up, and more importantly for me, um, and I don't have, like, problematic feet. I don't have, uh, I don't have, like, traffic-stopping feet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean um, an appearance or an odor? I mean either. Either. No, my feet are like very like like fucking uh uh, uh like uh generic issue feet. <laughs> generic issue. Um and when I got into novelty socks, I was not aware that the blend of exclusively polyester in my sneakers would trap so many teenage hormone oh, sweat gross. Uh-huh. things that 
all of a sudden, my feet started smelling really bad, Uh-oh. and I didn't know why. And I thought it was like, of course, this is my lot in life. Like, yes, now just make me the fat, smelly kid, sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Because I had not identified as that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't. I had. I had enough privilege to like be be groomed and 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 bathed and have laundry, um, but. All of a sudden, my feet just started smelling bad. I'm like, oh, no, is this more, like, fucking adolescence? Mm. And it got really bad when I would go to dance class because it was the first time that I would have to take my feet, my, <laughs> take my, you know, take, take your feet my off. shoes off around people. Oh. So I'd come into our studio and, like, try and get as far away from the other girls as I could and, like, discreetly take off my shoes and my socks mm-hmm. and instead put on my my dance shoes. Mm-hmm. And it became so apparent that, like, there was a smell, and it was absolutely my shoes and socks, and what the fuck was going on. It took me months to figure it out, because I think I came home, and I'm like, Mom, why do my feet smell so bad? And she's like, I don't know, honey. It might just be your body. And I'm like, no, I don't want to accept that. Oh, God. And, And eventually, she's like, honey, I'm pretty sure it's your socks. And I was like, what? No, I love my socks. Look at how many frogs and stars and (laughs) rainbows they have on them. And she's like, honey, this blend just traps in sweat. Like, you need need boring socks to do their job. And I was like, whatever it is, I don't give a shit. I will never wear novelty socks again. Just make it stop. And it did. But in dance class, um, I just got... I just got railed on constantly, Mm. constantly, all these, like, digs about having smelly feet. And then she'd bring those fucking jokes into school, Mm. and she'd say them while we were at choir and drama club, and I'm like, shut it. Wow. (laughs) Shut it. (laughs) What a bitch. What a bitch. Yeah, yeah, and she had been really cool before that too. Like, uh, she was she was a late bloomer when it came to being like a hot popular girl. She mm-hmm. was always very pretty, but she was, but she was much nicer until she realized, oh, I could be mean hot. And then once she learned that she could be mean hot, that changed the game. You know exactly oh, what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to say these are not real things, but of course they are. <laughs> uh, you know, I I. So when our washer and dryer broke, uh, we I've been thinking about this a lot lately just because I've been starting to put things on an extra spin cycle so it don't take so long to dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first thing that went with our washer and dryer was the spin cycle, which meant that you could still use it to wash things and it would drain, but <laughs> you had to wring the clothes out. Right. And they were still sodden. Either we couldn't afford to go to the laundromat or my mom didn't want to. Who knows what was happening then. Um, but I remember wringing clothes out until my hands were like falling apart. Uh, and then we would put them up, up to dry. But, you know, if it was cold out, man, like that was 10 minutes outside in the cold with bare hands and clothespins. Wet. Yeah. Oh, my um, God. And, uh... And then nothing ever looks nice again, right? Like everything's a little crispy. It's not yeah. like sometimes they smell like sunshine, but then if you if you do it the wrong way, then 
like I had clothespin marks in the shoulders of my shirts because I was doing it there instead of turning it upside down and doing it oh. from the bottom. Because nobody fucking, how would I know how, no. ye, how ye olden times people hung up clothes? <laughs> um, but because of that, uh, I went through clean socks pretty quickly and the, the idea of putting dirty socks on was abhorrent to me. So I started mm-hmm. wearing shoes without socks. And oh, did not honey. realize that that was why my shoes smelled so bad all the time. Also, I really only had, like, two pairs of shoes at any given time. So, like, you can ride that out if you use foot powder and your feet are real clean and you mm-hmm. rotate your shoes. Like, if you have a couple oh. of slides. But I didn't. And, uh, yeah, and it, high school, I don't know why, but a lot of people decided to just, like, go barefoot all the time. Because who? Because it's... <laughs> Whatever, because kids are bored and have nothing better to do except to see if they can possibly get tetanus. Um, and uh, I remembered wanting to, like, take off my shoes and be barefoot on the stage for a rehearsal, and I wouldn't do it. Um, and then in college, when we had to be barefoot for rehearsals sometimes, I don't know why. Maybe it was that movement class. <clears throat> I would get there early. I would get to the theater early, and I would... I would haul my foot up on top of the sink <laughs> in the bathroom and I would just wash the hell out of my feet. Yes. And then I would put on some nice lotion and I would wipe that off so I wasn't sliding. And then I would yeah. leave, I would leave, I would hide my shoes somewhere in the theater where nobody oh, could see or smell them. Oh, honey, relatable. I feel like I was doing that shit too. Oh, they were bad. I mean, I, it was I wasn't as, um, it wasn't as well thought out as yours was. I was wearing also, those, um, do you remember those little Chinese slippers that had yes. absolutely no support in them but were cute yes. as fuck? Yes. Yeah. What on earth? No wonder I don't have any arches left. God, they oh were my God. so cute, though, with the little yeah. Mary Jane strap, and I had so them cute. in, like, maroon and purple velvet. Oh, God, I loved them. I actually would go. I do wish they would make them for, I, like, real people. I know. <laughs> for, like, an actual human body I don't and think not a that paper there doll. Were, I don't think that there were insoles in the 90s. I don't understand. <laughs> No, no, it was, I mean, it was just like, uh, it was just heavy, thick cardboard at the bottom. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, ugh. Here we are. I, I, I had that issue again as an adult when, uh, when Crocs became popular. Ugh, yes, no, we've talked about this for sure. Right? And Crocs like all the messaging, all the fucking messaging was Crocs were antimicrobial. And I was like, cool fun great and they're like soft and a little squishy and i didn't wear crocs all the time uh but i did once they started making the not clogs once Mm -hmm. they started making like little ballet flats and stuff i got crocs i had several pairs of crocs and i was so confused as to why my feet smelled in them because they're supposed to be antimicrobial right what the fuck is going on you're just putting your shoe your foot in a plastic boat mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. like that it's not that they're antimicrobial against you it's it's probably that they're <laughs> antimicrobial against the rest of the world right <laughs> I don't know um however me wearing crocs ended when I literally you know on like 41st street mm-hmm. if you're on the south side of the street and you're walking west, Oh, we've um, definitely talked about this before. I know exactly what this is. <laughs> There's a driveway that 
um, is at such a sharp slant that it's not even, it's not even remotely even with the rest of the sidewalk and the pavement. Mm -hmm. And one day in summertime, I was walking in my little croc, um, uh, flats mm-hmm. and I was carrying a bag of lush that I had just purchased at oh, no. Square. Uh-huh. And I'm walking on this super, super slanted driveway and all of and it, my feet are so sweaty that oh. they slip right out of my shoes. God oh. I fall on that fucking driveway my perfume that i just bought oh god (laughs) just ludicrous oh what a bad day oh my god yeah and i was like i can't i can't wear these anymore (laughs) mine just immediately got the farts my feet would sweat and then with every step it was a foot fart oh yes and and then i was at uh, I think Sean and Emily's house and one of their cats chewed on the toe or something like that. And I and then I was like, forget this. Why am I even trying to make this work? No. Man. And like they were soft, but they were not still not like great for your people. Love them. Or, people love them. I don't get it. I've had better luck now with with obviously other ergonomic brands, but like uh, much better than I had with Crocs. I don't, know. I don't like I can't <clears throat> fuck with Tom's either. No, oh my god, toms are awful for me. Awful. Not good. Uh, I want to say I was wearing one of those two brands when I got fucking, when I started pl- uh, having plantar fasciitis. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, my love, a moment when you were a pain in the ass in regards to <laughs> a pet, an animal, a class pet. Uh, 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 your pet, a friend's pet, begging for a pet, or a friend, any kind of friend. Sleepovers, fights, special blood pacts. Uh, do you have one jumping out at you? Can you go first on this one? Do I have one a jumping pain out in the ass. Um, I mean... Uh, when was I really, really a pain in the ass? Um. <laughs> oh, I was uh, not a pain in the ass often. Uh, I have, I have a pain in the ass story, actually, now that I think about it. Um, uh, we should really index our stories <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Because I know I told you this one, um, but I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. My friend Lish... She had, uh, her little sister was much younger than us. I'm going to say she was like seven or eight when we were teenagers. Um, wonderful grown up, fabulous lady on her own now, married with a kid. She's doing great things in social work. Anyway, we were playing with polymer clay, Sculpey, that stuff where Mm -hmm. you like make it and then you just bake it and then it's a little hunk of bullshit plastic that is now never going to biodegrade. It's exactly bullshit plastic. Yep. Hooray. So glad I spent so much time doing that. Uh, <laughs> so um, we were, I, or she was hanging out with us, but I think Lish didn't want her to because little sisters. Um, and she was like, uh, what are you making? And I was like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a purple dildo. 
And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm kidding. It's a unicorn horn. So whatever about that moment was, um, about 15 minutes later, her dad walks in. And it's like, Uh-oh. hey, 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 would you, would you kids want to explain this? Who, who wants to explain this? Because my daughter just walked in asking me what a purple dildo is. Oh, uh, no. Who wants to feel oh. this one? Girl, you've never told me this, and you've never said this on the podcast. And I said, I was like, no, no, Emily, it's Bilbo. We were talking about The Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit. And she was like, that doesn't look like The Hobbit. I was like, that's why I said it was a unicorn horn. I was just kidding. And her dad's like, nice Uh job, nice job. (laughs) Oh, my God. He still yes. brings that up. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I think awful. I actually ca- I think I I may have actually started out by saying dildo daggins or something like that. <laughs> I was I was a pain in the ass about getting a puppy. Oh, of course. That's I mean, right. what kid is not? Um, but I would constantly have dreams that my parents brought home a dog to surprise me. And then I would wake up from said dream being like <gasps> there's a puppy out there. Oh. And I would just like run down the hallway and I was like, where's the puppy? And they're like, there's not a puppy. And I was like, why? Oh my God. You were trying to fucking manifest a puppy. I was. I dreamt of getting a puppy all the time. And then my parents got the puppy and then they got rid of the puppy within a month. That was not, well, it was technically about me, but it was not my fault. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, that's so great. You never, ever, ever told me that dildo tag is. <laughs> it's my fucking favorite. Oh. It was honestly like a blip in the conversation, too. I was like, let me make this joke that's going to go over her head. We're going to giggle about it and move on. And she hung out with us, like, for a half hour after that. So she must have been, like, mulling that shit over for a while. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> Ooh. Ooh, um, this is, I mean, this one goes together like peanut butter and jelly. All right. A moment when you mouthed off about clothing, envy, dressing up, fads, picking out clothes, mm. clothing, or justice, police, elections, firefighters, television shows about, you know, procedurals. Uh, I mean, most of those... <laughs> That I can think of that aren't my actual activism work are... Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> I love this game! <laughs> I was doing a play. So, um, historically, costume designers look at me and they're like, Oh, fuck, I gotta do something? Ah, oh, I actually have to work? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it was a community theater show and it was basically like... I was playing 14 different characters and this girl I don't think had any sewing skill and her plan was just to go get things. But in one scene I was supposed to be an alien and they were going to make matching silver jumpsuits for us. Now here's the problem. It's like silver silver fabric is sometimes shitty. I don't know if you know this. Uh, It ranges from like the kind that's the lame, that's shimmery um, but like if you get it wet, the, the shimmer can actually rub off oh, or okay, yes. the mesh kind, which is like silver burlap. So right. she 
the, I remember she was like taking people's measurements and I was like, if there's a jumpsuit, I really need you to take my crotch to neckline. She was like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I'm like, I guarantee you my body is shaped differently from anyone you've ever made anything like this for. And she was like, you don't trust me. And I was like, I, I didn't say no, but I was like, no, I just met you. Why should I trust you? <laughs> I, I just met you. Also, I know my body really well. And also, I've been doing theater for a million years. And also, I've had people dress me in everything from, like, those tie-dyed uh, men's tights that I had to wear to be a frog to, like, this giant set purple sack that I wore in Look Homeward Angel that somebody was just like, let's put lace on it, and that'll make it a dress. Oh, God. And I was sick of it. And, um, so the things that she cobbled together for some of my other things, I straight up, I looked at the director and I was like, I'm bringing in my own dress. I have a sexy dress for this. I'm supposed to be a sexy, like seductive robot lady in the (laughs) forties. I am going to bring in a dress because this chick does not know what she's doing. She brought in a blouse that made my, is this the Blaine musical? (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha. No, no, I'm not going to say what it was. Um, uh, it was it was a very goofy satire, or sat- mm-hmm. farce. No, it was a farce. Um, and uh, 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 she brought in a blouse that had that like forever pit smell from oh, you know when you yeah God. you used to do salvia all the time. It was definitely used blouse oh. that was that crepe material that had like stanks pits that you can't get that out. That's there forever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So we came in to uh, try everything on, and I was in the back, and this, the jumpsuit was so tight on everything, including my thighs, and I looked at her, and I was like, huh, this is why I asked you to take measurements. Like, I had no more let's play along here. I, it was another realization that I was going to look crappy on stage another time, which I was absolutely tired of. Um, also, not that it's either here nor there, but at the time, um, I felt morally superior because I was, it was before my like body positive awareness and I had just lost a bunch of weight. So I was like, oh, mm. I'm finally going to look how I want to on stage. And then this chick right. is fucking it up for me. So, right. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't even want to go out and show the director. They were like, come on out. I was like, it's bad. It's bad. I don't want to. And they were like, it's fine. And I walked out and like I could barely move. I couldn't. And I was like, I was like, this is not okay. And I was like, look at this. If I make one wrong move and I, I like lifted my arms or something and it tore and I took a couple steps in the crotch tore. And she was like, well, what'd you do that for? And I was like, I'm moving. What are you oh, talking about? Oh, God. So then he came over to try to pick and try to fuss with it. And I was like, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. And so, like, it, you know when you can feel it coming down from here and it just bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles. And, bubbles. and I was like, I'm not going on stage looking like an asshole. And everything yes! screeched to a halt. And people were like, whoa. And I was like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna look like an asshole why did we even do all of this work right and I remember there was like I definitely cried that night um but then oh, of course she was like she's so mean to me and so I didn't get in trouble but you know I was asked to have a conversation with her and the conversation went like this do you understand why I don't want to look like an asshole <laughs> 
Oh my fuck. Yes. Oh, and then she, she like fixed it. She didn't even make a new one. She fixed it. Anyway, whatever. That girl sucks. I don't even remember her name. Uh, I wish I had, I had had moments of such like punch in the face. Fuck you. I'm going to do what I want because there were moments that I, because there were so many moments that I was cowed by it. Right. Oh, like, God. I mean, that, that was not my pr- proudest moment, but I was definitely not going to take it anymore. Uh, to me, it is my proudest moment for you. Hmm. <laughs> do you understand why I don't want to look like an <laughs> The only question, the only legit question. Um, I, I, I feel like I didn't mouth off enough at all. Um, although the closest that I got, like there were so many moments when my choices were like bullied and poo-pooed and I just like hunkered the fuck down and hid and tried to let it roll off my back. Um, there was, um... Ah, because my body was changing so much and also because it was like 1999 Mm -hmm. and plus sizes did not exist for children, um, I wasn't really wearing jeans because, you know, what Uh. was super popular was like very low rise and maybe like a midriff and I'm like, that's not Mm. happening on my body. I'm not fucking doing it. So I didn't really have jeans and I was growing so much and I was looking so unlike my mother and just feeling very alien in my body. But Old Navy made the fucking baddest ass wind pants of all time. <laughs> Old Navy had great wind pants. And they were like in style. They were like a uh, shimmery material or like creepy. And they had like cargo pockets. It was huh. a great moment. Cute. It was a great, great moment. And they were comfy as fuck and they were wide legs. So it was like awesome. still kind of on fashion. So. I ended up uh, mostly wearing, while I was, like, 15 and 16, like, cargo wind pants and, like, skater girl shirts. Cute. That was my style. Sure. And I remember my my poor mom, um, she just, she didn't know how to approach it. And she was like, I just, I worry about you. You look so dumpy. You look like you just rolled out of bed. And I burst into tears and I was like why wouldn't you tell me something like this why would you let me leave the house if you thought that's what like it was the first time that it all came out like that and then I felt very ashamed of them Uh. and then I want to say I started wearing jeans more again even though I was like terrified of them Mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to make them fit right (laughs) and um but yeah, like it was the one time that I like snapped back about it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, most of the time people would make their commentary. And I want to say something may have happened in forensics too. Um, I want to say something may have happened uh, with like my coach saying that something that I was wearing wasn't working. Whether it was because like I was just too busty for it mm. 
or too leggy or whatever. Right. Um, although I could be appropriating a memory from my best friend who was constantly under fire from wearing things that were inappropriate. <laughs> although her kind of inappropriate was not like that at all. Her kind of inappropriate was like, let me wear fruit tights. Yes, yes. And like sparkly Chinese Mary Janes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it was looking crazy. Yeah, I looked I looked like a bag of candy all the time. Yes. Yes, that's the goal. Um yeah, and I I didn't really I I I would say internally, I prob my first real act of defiance internally was fine. I'm going to I'm going to find people who make clothes that can fit my body. Mm-hmm. On eBay. On, uh, or like, I actually hired our, (laughs) my friend's grandmother, who was our theater, who was our drama club, um, uh, seamstress. Mm. And I was like, hey, will you sew these pieces together so they will fit my body? And she would do a fitting with me and she would make it for me. Mm -hmm. So like, there was that. It just didn't come with the overt fuck you. Uh, I'm on the hunt right now, um... And I, I, I hate, I got, I told you I just custom ordered a costume thing that came and it wasn't exactly what I wanted, which is exactly what happened. <sighs> every time I, so every time, upset. and I don't, once again, have any idea if it's how I communicate with my, what I want or whatever it, whatever it is, I'm, I'm never happy and it's not because I'm picky. You know what I mean? I am yeah. picky. I am picky, but, but that's not why every not single happy. time I'm like, oh, it's my friend Diana who made my um, my wedding dress, the turkey, and my Alice in Wonderland costume, she's the only person who pops out that I'm like, you fucking kill it every time. Maybe I'll just ask her to do this then. She's got two yeah. kids. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, remember those um, amazing yoga pants that I have that are like the pants that I talk about all the time? Yes. I had this pair of pants that are uh, capri length, actually capri on me because normally capris just look like high waters because I'm so short. Um, just a little bit of a bell, just a little bit of a bell, and they're Seniors. completely stretchy. And there's no elastic in the waistband. There's like maybe a tiny thin piece of underwear elastic that's woven into a wide band of the mm. um, actual pants. And mm-hmm. so there's no there's no binding at all. They stay up just fine. They hit mm-hmm. me exactly where I want them to hit me. And they have pockets. And this is the second pair I've ever had because I found that miracle pair the last time we had the fat flea. I, I don't know if you remember, but I almost had a breakdown in the aisle. I was like, this is amazing. And people were looking at me like, what did she find? Right, what did she find? Like and I was like, I was like, marabou. black pants. <laughs> okay, lady. <laughs> um, okay, lady. But yeah, my thigh teeth are almost done eating through this pair. <laughs> I can literally see my skin through the black. So I need, I got, I'm just gonna, as soon as they kick, I'm going to try to make my own pattern um, just real quick in case something happens to the pants when I give them to whoever I give them to. Because they might have to take them apart. But I'm gonna have somebody make me another pair of these pants, and I'm if they're yes, good, girl. then I'm going to have them in every color. Why well, haven't done I'm this before? I'm going to patent them. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I should just go into I should learn how to sew and go into business making the pants I like and the underpants I like. <laughs> ideas on ideas. <laughs> then I'd have to learn how to sew. You and, do, and you market. do love those underwear. <laughs> I do. I and I don't. 
I don't, it's not that I'm picky. It's just that like, I want, well, we were just talking about this. I want underwear that stays up. I want yoga pants that don't dig into my body, but don't fall off. Like I want pockets in my exercise pants. And I don't just want like the little one that's like up in my fat roll. Like I don't want to put a credit card in mm-hmm. my pants in like a little secret seam yep under my yep. muffin top yep yep but apparently lots of people do uh, do not want i will say um as an adult and as someone who is dressed to be on television mm-hmm. um i have found that a lot of people do look for me to bring my own clothing if I can, which I am. I used to be like, oh, come on, just take the effort. But now I'm like, no, I can bring That's the great. shit that I actually want to wear. Yeah. And what I've leaned, what I've come to understand more and more as time has gone by, um, and it you know took me a good long time, but what I've come to understand with time is like when the costume designer asks you, which one do you like better? I always felt like I was being an imposition by saying, Oh, what it, whatever you want, whatever. No, you No, they think. want you to. They want you to make a decision. They want you to make the decision because you are that character, and that's ultimately like it's your time to own it, right? As opposed to just giving everybody else the executive decision. So I have learned that more readily, and also I feel like I can find my voice more frequently in. Uh, in the wardrobe sessions where I can say, actually, I like to dress in these kinds of ways and I love these colors more than those. And like, that is so empowering and helpful. And it doesn't, it doesn't make you a diva. No, it doesn't make you difficult to work with. It just helps you do your own job even better and more authentically. Right. And then makes them look better because of it. Like it's win, 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 win. Mm -hmm. So... That's a late in life lesson for me, but uh, a good one. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that was great. That was good. I love this game. Hooray! I love this game. We should do more journals next time. I miss journals. I miss journals too. So we'll record with them on Wednesday. Uh, fuck buddies. Upcoming We're so excited guest. to have another guest. Um, this gal. Am I misgendering? No, she's a gal. This gal, Femme Appeal, is a dear friend of Lillian's. I have seen her perform before. She's absolutely one of my favorite burlesque acts that I've ever seen in my life. She's so weird. She's so great. She's amazing. I know she has a million and one stories. Oh, my God. She she has so many things with weird masks that she sticks her tongue out of that, like... <laughs> And, and that's not, a, that's the thing that you see occasionally, but anytime I see it, I'm like, nah, you ripped that off of her. That's her thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I, she I, is a delight. She's a delight. How much of a delight is she? She was Tim Curry's Pennywise in an act this past year. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. And, I, uh, <laughs> and she, um, she helped me. When I was just a fledgling producer, uh, I did that terrible thing that I hate where people are like, can I take you to coffee and you can tell me things I should be paying you for? Which I now <laughs> understand how to handle that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was she was great. And I don't, I don't want to spill any of those beans because she likes that story too, so. Yay! Oh my god, I'm so excited. We're going to have a fucking blast. Yep. Honey. Wee, wee, wee. 
Um, you got any recommendations for our buddies this week? Uh, not really. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, nope. Wait, yes, do I? I don't know. Uh, I think I said it before, but we've been watching Raised by Wolves, which is a weird sci-fi, um, show from South Africa that is on I do not recall this story. Maybe. Um, mm. that's really cool. I don't want to give anything away, but it's like dystopian future androids raising babies. Um, there's like atheists versus very zealot Christian type people, but not necessarily Whoa. Christians. Like, uh, uh, it's, it's very, it's fascinating. You want some news from 2011? Mm-hmm. I'm finally watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> No spoilers. Look out, world. <laughs> Earnestly, I don't really give a shit either way, but if it's on, I'm not going to not watch it. Ah. And it's on. Sure. So, like, only because I don't really, I know it's very good, but I don't have any overt, like, burning desire to watch more objectification of women and violence like, sure. that's super not my bag. Mm-hmm. However, I also love me some fucking hobbit shit. <laughs> exactly. If you're gonna tell me about mythical lands. You've got with your direwoods. You've got your dragons. You've got yes. dire wolves, not <laughs> weirwood. Dire wolves. Uh, you got your fucking white walkers. Yep. Kids uh, falling off I of want. buildings. <laughs> and maybe you can confirm this because I started watching Lost way back when, mm-hmm. and a friend was like, you have to watch it, it's so good. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This smoke monster, do you know what it is yet? And he's like, no. I'm like, I can't watch this then. <laughs> if you're never going to deal with that, I can't do this, because that's the only thing that I give a shit about oh in this show. Oh my god, that's so, so funny. My statement about White Walkers is, there had better be some there there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good! Fantastic. There's, there's there there. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> True story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what I was like. Lost. We can't do this. I understand completely. We're <laughs> just like, come on. Oh, I saw a terrible movie yesterday with um, uh, uh. Hang on, I'm gonna get his name wrong. Jimmy O Yang, who I really like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he had. I, I like movies about stand-up comedies, stand-up comedians doing stand-up. I like crashing. Uh, I like people. Yeah, I like that one that was set in the seventies. Uh, maybe it was called like Dying Laughing or something like that. Oh. I like stories about um, or uh, Studio sixty on the Sunset Strip. I really loved. I like that behind the scenes stuff. This was definitely like a I'm a stand up comedian growing up and trying to be famous in stand up. And this movie was so bad. It was oh, so boring. And we paid six dollars to rent it. It is. So disappointing, I no. can't even talk about it. Like, I, no. we just kept waiting for it to get better, and it had tons of famous people in it. Um, Alex Moffat was in it, uh, like, just, like, tons and tons of famous people, and it just never got any better, to the point where it got so bad that, oops, that I just said, no, thank you. Um, wasted the whole afternoon on a movie that was not good. It was good. No. At least there was that. Oh, that's so goofy. It was so corny. I was yelling at the TV. <laughs> it was really like, like Cedric the Entertainer was like, you just got to believe in yourself, boy. And I was what? like, ew. No. Don't give us that Blah. shit. 
<laughs> I mean, you can say it, but don't say it like that. Say it, don't like, spray it. Hire a writer. Say it, don't spray it. Yeah. That movie sprayed. Oh, no. Um, I watched a really good one the other night um, on HBO Max, because I have Matt now, for the first, mm. not quite the first time in my adult life. I had HBO for a few months through Prime a couple years ago. Um, but I now have HBO Max because there's just, like, everything everyone is telling me to watch is through that platform. Everything. Oh, yeah. And there's so much yep, that I want to see that came out this year that's on it. So, uh, but they are hosting a horror movie called Ready or Not that is so fucking great. It's so great. Ooh. And, um, okay, so it's about this, um... Very, very well-to-do, like, old fucking money fucking New England lives on a, in a mansion in the middle of the woods. Giant white family who are a game, game, uh, like, board game family. That's where their fortune is, uh board games. And so every single time uh, someone in the family gets married... The custom is that they have the wedding at the family estate, and then at midnight on the wedding day, they have to draw a card to play one kind of, uh, any any number of games. But mm-hmm. if you draw the single wrong card, which has only ever happened once, the family is to hunt down the brand new member and oh, okay. kill them. Great. And it's cool. fucking great. It's <laughs> so great. It's so fun. It's gory but not too too gory cuz I'm not like Yay. a gore. I I mean I can handle some but I it's not my thing. Um it's uh-huh. really really fun. It's it's a it's a blast. I had such a good time watching it. That's lovely. Yes. And I tell y'all where to shop, but all the sales are gone now, although, mm. oh, man, I feel very pleased with my choices. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yay me. I'm very excited. Yay me. Yay mine. you. I can't wait to see your retrolicious dresses. Yeah, me too. Woo-woo. <sighs> well... Uh, I like you so much, and I like everybody listening so much. I'm going to look in my magic mirror and be like, I see I see Amy, and I see Rebecca, and I see Gabby. Oh, I love all of them. And I see Chrissy and Grace, and my mom. Oh, hi, hi, mom. <laughs> hello. Yeah, I like all of you very, very much. Mm. All right, fuck buddies. So close to the end of 2020, you guys. Fucking home stretch. I, I, I can't even bring myself to get excited. I know, right? Well, maybe you can get excited for the holidays. Yeah, uh, I'm, now I'm just stressed out because I'm going to put up a tree and I don't know what I'm going to do. But it'll be fine. Everything's going to be this good. It's going to be great. Uh, love you big time. Love you big time. Be well, fuck buddies. Hooray. Yeah, hang in there. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.